Ball shoots save. Smith the rebound stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Out of the net, extra passing. Smith settles. His shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Oh, we are rolling today, a day before the Sidney Crosby-led Pittsburgh Penguins roll into town to start a seven-game homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights. So we are going to dive into Caden Korzak uh, being up with the Vegas Golden Knights, and he is going to call into the BGK Insider Show and chat about it. We've got the World Junior Hockey Championship semifinals. One is complete. Czechia completing a comeback against Team Sweden in overtime. A yeah. couple of Golden Knight prospects. So winning their way into the gold medal game. And semifinal number two has the Americans up 2-0 on Team Canada early in the first period as they have the hometown and home country Canadians on their heels big time in uh, this one. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Both these teams, uh, the North American teams, uh, started slowly in this tournament. Mm -hmm. I've been on record saying the Americans scared me all the way along because they seem to be doing what Canada did in the 80s and 90s, start slow and Mm -hmm. build through the tournament. And arguably, this has been the best period of the Americans' season. So uh, we'll also get into uh, news and notes, uh, one-timers from uh, around the National Hockey League, as uh, there's a couple of other things that are percolating. It is really fun and enjoyable for me whenever it's USA-Canada. And we get to do a show together. It's a semifinal, too. It's, it's it's a little different, but it doesn't lack the intensity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, normally, they would play in the same pool, uh, and they would play in a New Year's Eve game, and the, you'd get it out of your system a little bit. Yeah. But this being the first time that they've met at this year's tournament, and the Canadians, which people are talking going into the event, uh, being one of the greatest world junior under-20 teams ever assembled by that country, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Americans with so much great offensive talent, uh, it's it's been a game with bite, that you might say. Yeah, for sure. It's been a game with bite, and it's also been a game with two American goals and zero Canadian goals. So, gotta love that. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because oh, oh, this sounds like the beginning of a little bit of a wager. No, Dang, no, loser. no. I would just say enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, because not every day you're on the right side of a sporting event. And I would uh, just encourage you to, often. to uh, walk uh, and enjoy it. Well, you're young. You're, you're, you're I'm just saying, no, young. my point is, like, it, USA, Canada historically has not gone well for you when it comes to me. Again, there's a pretty small sample size. uh, I don't care how small the sample is. Uh, The sample is clearly in my favor. We'll we'll see how Connor Bedard reacts to it. Big moment. Huge stage. Mm -hmm. 
number one prospect uh, going towards the National Hockey League draft. Uh, all the managers from around the National Hockey League have been in there uh, and uh, they've been watching, but there's only going to be a select few uh, that are going to get the opportunity to select uh, Connor Bedard right. uh, in this draft. So uh, there's, a, there's a moment now uh, that is created for him. He did it in the quarterfinal in overtime. Uh, can he respond, or do the Americans put this game away? Uh, two nothing, and the goaltending of Team Canada has not been a strong point in this tournament. Uh, that's a big hole. Down two is huge anyway. Mm-hmm. Never mind when you haven't been able to really lean on your netminders sure. uh, throughout this tournament, and they have used both. A big, big returns to action today on the ice of practice. Yes. As Jack Eichel was out of the baby blue, Paul Cotter remains in the regular uniform at practice, and there's a strong sense that if everything goes according to plan and they react well to the team practice today, that those two bodies could be in the lineup tomorrow to start this homestand. Yeah, and I think for you know for the Golden Knights and, and fans of this team, like you just want to see some guys back in the lineup, and and you know, Jack Eichel, that's huge. Paul Cotter, the way that he's played, especially where he was at prior to getting injured, that's going to be big. That's going to be a nice influx of offensive talent to your lineup. So I think for the Golden Knights, as as you kind of check the box from, from today to tomorrow, you're hopeful that those two guys are continuing to track for tomorrow night's game against Pittsburgh Penguins. When you are going up against the likes of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, we know what the Penguins can do offensively. You want as many of your best players in the lineup as you can possibly get, and if Jack Eichel's ready to go back in the lineup, that's that's big for the Golden Knights. Uh, the lines were a little different, too, in the, yeah. today's practice. Uh, we didn't see Jack Eichel jump right back to a uh, line with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. <laughs> Michael Amadio has done enough over the course of his audition mm-hmm. and his point streak to remain with that line, so they adjusted the other four lines. Yeah, so this is what the Golden Knights looked like today in terms of what their line configurations were. You had Michael Amadio with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Your second line was Riley Smith with Jack Eichel and Nick Waugh. And your third line looked like Paul Cotter with William Carlson and Bill Kessel. And then you had Jake LeCision between Carrier and Colasar. You surprised at all? That Not they didn't really. go right back to Jack? Not really, because it's gone so well, right? Like, you've mm-hmm. got Amadio on, what, a seven-game point streak right now. You've got Mark Stone finding you know, finding the, the point streaks as well. I think you, you keep that going as long as you can, and you try to see if there's something else you can work around it. Uh, let's bring in Caden Korzak on the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. And, buddy, I am so happy you called when you did. I just want to say, as the only Canadian in this room <laughs> of three, it's nice to be joined by not only a Canadian, but somebody that's played in the World Junior Hockey Championship. And we get to introduce you at a time when Connor Bedard has just scored to narrow the gap to 2-1. Uh, how are you, Caden? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm feeling a lot better after that Bedard goal, man. <laughs> so am I. Uh, how do you how do you watch this uh, this tournament as somebody that's uh, that's played at this level uh, and under this kind of pressure and uh, all this intensity? Yeah, it's it's definitely cool to uh, to watch back on uh, <clears throat> on these kind of tournaments that that you've been a part of. So um, just knowing knowing what they're going through and um, like you said, like the pressure that they feel. Um, I, I was in those shoes, so it's um, it's definitely different watching now that I've been through it. 
Did you feel the pressure that's available, or were you so much in your own bubble that you were somewhat oblivious to it? Um, so when my year, um, it was it was the COVID year, so there was yeah. kind of no fans or no buzz around the rink, really. So um, there wasn't too much. Um, like normal years, when it's when it's in Canada, it's always kind of buzzing, and, and the whole country's around you. Um, so obviously not not in that aspect, but um, there's obviously um, outside outside world kind of stuff. Um, that's that's always going to happen with Canada. You always have a target on your back, so um, just kind of li- limiting those and um, just trying to play your game. I think if you. Well, you at the time probably believe that you're at the ultimate stage and uh, you are uh, on top of the world playing in a tournament like this. But I look at it like they're only kids. Like you guys are only kids. Do, do you, Are you old enough now to go, they're only kids? Yeah, for sure. It is. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a test for sure. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, you don't really experience anything like that until this step. So um, it's, it's a real eye opener for sure. So like, when you kind of look back on maybe the pressure that you felt playing for Canada in a World Junior Championship versus like what you're doing now playing in the National Hockey League, what are the differences uh, in terms of the degree of pressure or expectations that you have on you? Uh, I think the biggest thing is, is that the whole country isn't isn't watching at the same time. <laughs> you know, in, in the NHL here, there's 82 games over season, so um, and in the World Juniors, there's seven or eight, so. I think those are uh, magnified, and um, obviously, any little detail or um, something goes wrong, everybody's going crazy in the outside world. So, um, and in here, you you play 82 games, like I said, and you can you can make a mistake and kind of make make up for a next game or, or whatnot. So, uh, I think just super magnified over the holidays, and it's kind of a um, a, a holiday tradition back home. So, um, it's definitely super cool. Uh, Paul Cotter told us the other day that he had his welcome to the NHL moment when he was on the ice this year, and Sidney Crosby skated by him, and uh, and it was in warm up, and he just looked at him as he went by because uh, Paul had uh, Sid's poster on the wall uh, growing up. Uh, you played a couple of games, and you got your first point now um, over the last couple of years. Have you had a welcome to the NHL moment yet? Um, obviously, playing my first one last year was super cool and kind of eye opening, and I think. Uh, this go around here against Colorado was um, another step in the right direction. I kind of felt more confident and um, just not really being out there just to be out there, but kind of make a difference. And um, obviously you're playing a guy like Kale McCarr and Andrew McKinnon. And uh, yeah, they're just super, super fun to watch on TV and obviously a uh, very good team. So that was super eye opening. And obviously tomorrow will be um, also cool. Did you have to defend Nathan at all the other night? Uh, there was a couple um, instances. Um, power play was one in the first, and then um, there was a couple of times in the third. There, um, yeah, he's a, a super gifted player. So whenever you're out there against him, you got to be careful. You know, you mentioned Kale McCarr. Like as a defenseman, when you're in that ex- in that environment, watching Kale McCarr uh, from the bench or on the ice, looking at what he can do, like how how do you kind of take that in? Yeah, that would that's. Super cool. I, I think that's one thing that I that I kind of like to do is um, watching the other team's top uh, top players and just seeing how they how they go about their business and um, just see how they handle themselves on the ice and kind of bring bits and pieces in, into my own game and um, kind of shape my uh, my game into 
to something like that. So just little things that, that he does with the puck and just confidence is the biggest thing, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, was there anything that you pulled out of what Kale was able to do on the ice the other day? Yeah, like I said, I think I think confidence is huge. Um, very good with the with the puck and um, very good skater. So whenever he's on the offensive blue line, he's always making making a play. King Korzak chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show as the World Junior Hockey Championship uh, semifinal continues in the first period and. Uh, Caden, being a former Team Canada member, uh, we will get you back to that game and that viewing in just a second. Uh, but uh, when when you were told that you were coming up this time, was there anything different from last year when you made your NHL debut that you were told that uh, you've made better strides at or you got to be cognizant of this? Yeah, there wasn't too much said. Um, but I know for my, for my own sake, I kind of feel better about my game. Um, like I said, just not being out there just because and uh, just being out there and being a force and um, trying to help the team win, um, like I said before. is. Um, where's your game better, Caden? Where, where, where's your game better or different? Uh, I think I'm um, harder to play against in, in my own zone and then um, just having confidence with the puck, um, just making plays like I know I can. and um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. How how much does being paired up with with say Braden McNabb and, and the communication that he is is known for on the ice? How much do you feel like that helps your game? Yeah, no, it made uh, it made my game a lot easier for sure. Um, just going back to Pox, he's always um, talking and uh, kind of making making it easier on me. And um, but yeah, like he, like you said, he's kind of known for for making it easy. So um, I was super um, grateful to be paired up with him. Okay, have a little fun at the end. Uh, you were born in Yorkton, right? Yep. Uh, you grew up in Yorkton? Uh, yes, I did. All right. How many times have you cruised up and down Broadway in Yorkton? <laughs> Lots, because that's, that's all there is. I know. I, I, I went to the uh, goalie school there growing up, and I worked at CJGX, uh, GX94, uh, at a time period uh, early in my career so i know all about going from the imperial 400 over to the corona and uh and get back and forth on the on the broadway it's uh, new york city you feel like you're in new york city because it's down broadway right <laughs> exactly i love it Almost. uh do, do you have anybody uh come down from yorkton anybody uh well jared Stoll used to uh play in the national like he was in yorkton so there's some ties in in uh to the city yeah um yeah i think he's He's a big one. Another big one is Damon Severson um, yes. on the Devils. He's from he's from Melville, I believe. So it's about uh, 20th minutes and played uh, played midget where I played. So he's another one. Yeah, you know what? We kick butt against the Melville Millionaires, right? Oh yeah, like, we we own those guys. <laughs> own them. Own them. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Caden. Uh, Appreciate it. Be well. Yeah. No worries. Thanks, guys. Go Canada. Caden uh, Korzak with us on the VGK Insider Show. A little bit of intel taking you guys inside saskatchewan uh mm-hmm. the city of yorkton saskatchewan about twenty thousand now okay they've got a tier two team the yorkton terriers mm-hmm. uh and uh, a, a cool little place in saskatchewan that uh they're i think third fourth biggest city in in the province i'm gonna have to get out there one day uh yeah just cruise up and down broad you do it twice you're good
Okay. Once that once one way, once back. Maybe really? stop at the Seven Eleven and the McDonald's. Big for, big Seven Eleven guy here. So. Uh, huge. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on on that one. Can see uh, that. You get the uh, Agriplex uh, uh, is the rink there uh, with the fairgrounds and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, good good times. I spent a lot of time in York Dawn. I I yeah, we could tell. Can tell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're like a kid in a candy store you're, talking you're about. You're beaming it. Yeah. right I, now. I, I, yes. Well, you the most guys, animated I've seen you. You guys, it's not every day that you get a chance to share stories about Broadway. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's more excited, more excited talking about Yorkton than he is about the goal that Canada scored. I barely even brought it up. I'm just saying. You guys are I mean, dancing around. Yeah. Yeah, Ready well. to go. You're doing a two-man wave in here yes. when the Americans score, and then Canada scores, and you guys pretend like the TV broke. Well, we had Best. we had Caden on, so we didn't. That's basically like what the happened. TV broke. You guys wouldn't look at the TV. I no. What are you talking about? I was looking for. The, I was looking at the TV. There was Come nothing. On. There was no harumphs or anything like that. You guys just pretended like it was. Why a regular am I going to celebrate Connor Bedard? Well, you're not going to. I expect you to be mad. Not going to be happening. I expected to be angry as you were excited. Unfortunately, I saw the notification on. Twitter before oh, I was able to crank my neck at the TV to see the goal. What do you like, mean you saw the notification on Twitter? Well, like because, somebody tweeted yeah, it? Yeah, because someone that's there is going to be a f- ahead of what's on TV. I don't understand people who go to games and do nothing but tweet. I really 110% don't get it. We can tell why, why you, you are... Why you sit there looking at your phone or your computer tweeting and not watching the goal. Darn game, so, whatever game it is. Couple things. Number one, we can see why you're not as in tune with your like 140,000 fans as you are on Twitter. 5.2 um, trillion. 5.2 trillion. Johnny Blue Checkmark over here. Um, but you know that you're able to tweet like you when you play out, right? And you're stick handling. I do don't do. Do that. you look down at the puck? I don't do that. You don't play out. No, nope. ever, ever. Come on. Like 10 minutes. That's I did it. ridiculous. I did it for 10 minutes one time and said, I can't do this because I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> That's okay. a true story. I've never done it. That's fine. Um, when normal, you, people, normal people don't look at the puck. They, yeah, they, they, look at they, the, they look at what's in front of them and they are able okay. to, to. Let me when, make, when you, make another When you mistake. type, do you look down at the, at the keyboard when you're typing? Sorry. Good people don't look at the puck. Sure. Most hockey players do look at the puck. The the <laughs> few that make the National Hockey League or the American Hockey League the professional, elite the elite. Yeah, yes, they yes. don't have to look at the puck. Okay, most do have to. Okay, that all being said, when you type things out, are you looking at the keyboard? Like you can't look at the game that's happening in front of you and type at the same time. You can't do that. I can't look at like type something on my phone and send it while I'm looking at it without there being a, <laughs> an error of some kind. So. I can type a little bit, but I'm I'm not usually uh, near my my computer when I'm watching a sporting event. I'm I'm trying to watch the sporting event. Just people watch. Like I'm sure I, you're fun at concerts too. No, I don't. I don't do that either. Like no. to have the phone out. No, no, not the phone. Like, do you sing at concerts? Oh like, yeah. Are, are you, oh, okay. oh okay. Like like from the bottom of there's the chest yeah, right there from that's below the rib for cage. everyone else at the concert well it's usually loud enough that, that <laughs> nobody know. can really it's hear it's never me. loud enough to cover up what you do uh, what, what do you, you call uh, singing Caden, uh, he mentioned a couple of times mm-hmm. much more confident this time around yeah than he was last year and he's he played one game a year ago NHL debut. He's played one game this year, uh-huh. so uh, it's it's not like he's had uh, a pocket of ten games to really lean into this thing uh, this year than last year. It's super comparable, mm-hmm. but he sounds much more uh, 
belonging. Mm -hmm. Feels almost ready for the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's kind of, you know, a big thing for young players is that you you get a taste of it. You, you Maybe you get all the nerves out of the way in your first NHL game and you have kind of a year to work on your game. You have a, a you know, a nice little bit of runway here at the beginning of the year where you're in Henderson, you're, you're working on the details. You're, you're kind of learning how Bruce Cassidy wants you to play in your own zone. And then you get the call and, you know, you're paired up with, with a guy like Braden McNabb, who, again, I think the communication, the, the way that he plays the game. And, no, and he's a coach he, out there. 100%. He's, he's right? an absolute player coach. And I think that, that that should lend itself well for Caden Korzak, but you, you got to make the most out of your opportunities and your chances. And, and I thought he played a really strong game in Colorado. Vegas is really fortunate with the veteran players that they have on the blue line. Yeah. That they're expressive and they're able to... Uh, pass along knowledge uh, in a very productive and suitable way. Yeah. Like there's some veterans where you don't want them talking to the kids <laughs> or playing with the kids because they're going to yell at them or yeah. they're going to uh, talk about all the mistakes or focus on the wrong side of, of mm -hmm. the development. But when you examine Petrangelo, great, mm -hmm. great mentor and strong communicator on the ice. Yeah. One of the best and most constant communication. When when Petrangelo's on the ice, and I've told him this, he is like a play-by-play -play person playing hockey. Mm -hmm. As much as he's a hockey player doing play-by-play, -play. he is always talking. Talking about the play, talking about what his partner should be doing, talking to the goaltender. He's talking like nonstop. Mm -hmm. It's just he's a very verbal person, and it's so cool. And he's reacting to it like, ooh, ah, like we heard in the Winter Classic when, yeah. he, when he wore that microphone. Yeah. That that was he wasn't doing that for the microphone. That's that's him. <laughs> that's just uh, it's, he he's just he's always involved. Braden McNabb very verbal on mm -hmm. the ice mm -hmm. and extremely supportive uh, in a in a uh, coaching and guiding. Uh, philosophy. Pahal uh, played with him a little bit. Um, uh, uh, we we know that Caden uh, uh, Korzak has has played with him. He just Amir Manov mm -hmm. was partnered with him. Really strong, supportive communicator, and and somebody that uh, that isn't going to try and elevate his game beyond what it should be. Mm -hmm. He's going to play within his own game and support you. Yeah. Sometimes the reaction would be. I've watched it happen where the veteran will try to do way too much and it actually puts the rookie in a worse spot. Sure. Yeah. If you just continue with your game and play with that, that new face uh, as much as uh, you would with a veteran, uh, two veterans back there, it works out a lot better. McNabb does that. And he is just a really, he's a positive person mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got the third guy in Alec Martinez, right? Who is fiery uh, always talking and and always showing. Uh, I talked to Braden Pahal uh, maybe a week ago, uh, and he was playing with Alec Martinez at the time. And he said that uh, that they they talk on the ice, they talk before the puck drop, of course, about uh, plan plays and what they might do to react to it. But then when then when they get back to the bench, the 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 coaching really does start there. Mm -hmm. uh, Marty uh, is and uh, Pahal were were often seen with the iPad. 
sure. uh, on, which the iPads are on the bench. You see a lot of players looking over plays. And I asked Pahal, so do you grab the iPad? Or, and he's, no, <laughs> Marty grabs the iPad. <laughs> Martinez <laughs> grabs the iPad. And then we go over it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, that's another guy who can, he's been a Stanley Cup champion. He's been through the, the great highs. He came up in the National Hockey League and was with a very influential, solid defenseman in Matty Green. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, hmm. been to Yorkton a few times, Matty Green, Yep. Uh, for the Jared Stoll Golf Tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a lot of fun. One of the funniest human beings on the planet, Matty Green, uh, yep. former number three, I believe, with the uh, yeah. LA Kings. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Number and two, but okay. Was it? Was he number two? Yeah, number two. His, his wife is the stylist for Aaron Andrews mm, nice. uh, on ESPN. But uh, uh, he, he had a mentor there. With uh, to to learn off of in in Matty Green mm-hmm. and Martinez is is done a really good job. So there's three guys on that back end who can really lean into it from a coaching and mentoring and being responsible for the kids. And I think Caden Korzak, uh, Braden Pahal, uh, Daniel Mirmanov are all just soaking it up mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I think that that having the that presence and Martinez not in the lineup right now, but no. just having that presence around is maybe a reason as to why you're seeing, even with a rotating cast of characters on the back end, why the Golden Knights have been defending better, in my opinion, really, really good over the last four or five games. It's because, you you mentioned, you you don't have Alex Petrangelo going out there and doing too much. He's being predictable the way that he needs to play with Nick Haig. The same thing with Braden McNabb. McNabb is making the plays that he makes, and it's it's allowing for an easier transition for whoever he's playing with. I, I think the forwards have really turned their game around in the defensive yeah. end. That That's helping everything become a lot more efficient uh, back there. But you look back to the experience, and I talked to Brian McCormick today about this on HSK uh, radio show over at 1310 uh, The Game. And going into, oh, I got a McCormick story. Too for you guys, oh, but the hey. the experience that this group of players got last year mm-hmm. has been exceptional this year. It was survive at the most stressful time last year, yeah, and they eventually ran out of steam mm-hmm. because of uh, all the injuries, and then just wear and tear, and ran out of gas. But they've come back this year. Paul Cotter. Mm-hmm. Went from call-up to in the lineup. Uh, Ron Bjerg, a lecician, call-ups to in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to uh, Logan Thompson, call-up, in the lineup. One of the best top five in, in wins right now mm-hmm. in the lineup. And then you've got the the guys that just made appearances. Mirmanov, um, uh, Dorofiev uh, got a cup of coffee. Uh, Korzak, a uh, cup of coffee uh, last year. They just feel that much more comfortable. So mm-hmm. you didn't see the payoff last year but that experience has led to the contributions right now that are incredibly beneficial to the Vegas Golden Knights and why they're still in first place compared to uh, battling for a playoff spot at this stage yeah I I think that you know again it's it's growth and it's development and it's it's you know you you maybe the word payoff right is now you're starting to see that where it you know, us viewing this team right now going through the injuries, we don't look at it as monumental or, or catastrophic as it was last year because 
we know that those players got that experience last year. They should be in a better position to go out, execute, and play this year. And they've, to their credit, they have done that. You mentioned Daniil Mirmanov comes in and, and has some big-time points and big-time games to help this team win hockey games, and that's really what it is. You're still in a bit of a survival mode. You just are getting better contributions from the players that got that cup of coffee last year. You you wouldn't think rookie and Paul Cotter mm-hmm. going out that that and, and and we're not talking uh, a top five draft pick going out and you're really going to miss him. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that's had to work his way in the lineup. Sure. But Paul Cotter's a rookie. He goes on the lineup. They miss him. Yeah. Daniel Mirmanov, rookie. He goes out of the lineup. They miss him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev looked really good. Call up. They missed that player. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of contributions that we're seeing from this group. Now, you get back to the returning guys, that's really exciting. Cotter being one of those. Yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel uh, being the arguably the star of the, of the organization, which has had a different star seemingly every year. But he is, he is the guy this year getting him back, and you're going to ease him back. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn luxurious. Not a lot of coaches get to experience that. No, no. And, you know, for Bruce Cassidy, I, I think that the way Chandler Stevens and Michael Amadio and Mark Stone have played of late opens up avenues to explore where and who you can play with Jack Eichel to maybe maximize what you have in your top six. And, and I'm excited to see the... It's not a top six anymore. Not, not top the way, nine. Not top nine. The, yep. With the way those lines today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a top nine. Sure. Now. And, and that's fair. And I think that that's kind of the direction you have to go, yeah, right? For, I agree. For the Golden Knights, I, yeah. you saw Bruce Cassidy go to it at the beginning of the year for, for a number of different reasons, a host of different reasons. You, you, you create kind of a top six that you can rely on. It wins you games early, but... Ultimately, if you're looking at the Golden Knights and the main objective, the main goal is to win 16 playoff games, you're going to need to have a balanced attack one through one through three, and then you're going to have to have your fourth line continue to do what it's done. So I'm with you in that balance and finding the right combinations in order to be a four-line team is absolutely vital, and that's the, that's the direction you go. There's a dot, 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 dot to that statement. <clears throat> okay. I'll explain it as we continue because there's more to come on this conversation around the Vegas Golden Knights as we broadcast live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. It's the VGK Insider Show. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. See, this is good welcome back music because I could just be sitting here playing this on the keyboard. It, it couldn't doesn't have to be recorded music, right? <laughs> Until that part. We should have dumped out before then. Because now, now the people that are on you, trying to throw you in jail, Chapman, are going to know that that was copyrighted music. Well, yeah, but we, we, we have we have a few seconds that we can apparently play with. So, Listen. Are you sure? Yes, yes. I, I told I, everybody I, around the office today that you're going to the clink. I've read, yeah, Stop the, saying Yeah, that. you're going to He's the going clink, to Chapman. You're oh. going to the clink, yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> if it gets him to do that impression, I will say it all day it's long. Like, it's like I, I know, but then you're like Dick mad. Tracy. Then you're mad at people saying you're old. You <laughs> stop saying No, I like him. I like him doing ah, his you impression. see? You're going to the clink, you yeah. see? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, of, Chapman. Uh, old, old-time radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> By the way, if you missed yesterday's show, uh, Chapman did uh, something that he thought was right, but it ended up being 
wrong. It's not his fault at all. But somebody uh, filed a legal notice, and he had to take <laughs> it out of the podcast, and he almost ended up in jail. And the best part is it's a band that gave you a free it's you too. album. Why well, do you well, guys keep calling be, it a band? Well, because I, I didn't. I, no, no, but, I was but doing a bit. It, it's funny because they gave you the whole album that nobody wants. I couldn't find it on my phone. It's got to be there. Uh, you guys can it? find it. Can okay. I see your phone? <laughs> you're you're going to have to unlock it. I don't know, I don't know your passcode. It's uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. For that you, that right. track. That sounds about right. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Spaceballs. That's the that's type, type of code an idiot would have on his luggage. Kyle oh. listening. Kyle listening. My it's, goodness. It's not, it's not 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Kyle uh, is our uh, wonderful... Uh, what? Guardian of uh, IT. Uh, I can't believe you're letting him go through your phone. No, he's just supposed to go the, to music. That's the best I, part. Yeah, where is it? I don't do even a, know where it is. Just do a search. That's what you do in everybody's phone. Oh, my when, goodness. When you have kids with phones, you just go straight to the search button and you, you type it in because they try and hide everything. Oh, they hide that's everything. Fantastic. You know, they're, they're, they're one step ahead. Yeah. Darren, you've got to charge your battery. Uh, <laughs> one thing is consistent. Every human being that picks up another human being's iPhone, mm -hmm. I'll just limit it to iPhone. Yeah. They complain about the person's yep. arrangement of icons and and uh, well, it's different... just not mine. Exactly. Everybody, every complains about. I could I could pick up your phone, and I'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah. yeah. I don't. Oh, you did. You did found it. Yeah. Found Songs it. of Innocence. Huh. Do you do you ever recall downloading that? No, you don't, because it was given to you. It was forced no. on you. And, you, and then they're going to be upset about copyright. Yeah, come on. Come on, Bono. You can't play edge. the good stuff. Was it Adam Clayton? It's certainly not The Edge. He doesn't talk. Yeah, He had a, you know, he, there was a song where he sang. I didn't say he didn't sing. I said he doesn't oh. talk. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, right. yeah, fair point. And yet they want to put him in the clink. Yeah, we're going to put you in the clink, Chapman. Hey, see, Chapman, <laughs> he's going to the clink. Come on, Team Canada, Team Canada, Team USA through one period. Uh, we'll continue to update on uh, this one in the World <laughs> Junior Hockey Championship. It's uh, a 2-1 game going to the second period. Uh, three games in the National Hockey League tonight. Devils and Red Wings goalless mm -hmm. in that one, mm -hmm. almost uh, through the first period. The Lightning and the Wild is the second half of that doubleheader on TNT. And then the Stars and the Ducks in a little bit. Uh, Ducks are in contention for the <laughs> Connor Bedard sweepstakes. They are. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. We have the Dallas Stars in contention for the Central Division. Who's someone's the, someone's not a fan of Gordon you are, Bombay. You are not a Bombay fan. That's I didn't know what funny. it was, honestly. Oh, come uh, on. Uh, who's the best team in the Central? Vegas right now is the best team in the Pacific. And it's, uh, it's a battle with L.A. The rest of the clubs have to figure it out, mm -hmm. being Calgary and Edmonton. But who's the best team in in the central, is it Winnipeg? Is it Dallas? Or could it be Colorado eventually? Part of me still believes it's Colorado mm -hmm. because that team, if they get healthy, and I don't know the timeline on the players that are still out. I, I don't know when Gabe Landeskog is going to come back. Like, I don't know when Josh Manson's coming back. I, I'm not sure what that looks like, but. If Colorado's fully healthy, it doesn't even matter to me if they don't finish tops in the division. I still think they are the team that everybody goes through. I still think they're the best team in that division. 
I did a uh, conversation with uh, Rick Tockett today for the mm-hmm. Chirp podcast. Mm-hmm. We went through a couple of different things, but uh, he is sort of along your path about if you have even the slightest chance of making the playoffs, then you stick with it and you try to make the playoffs instead of tanking for Bedard. Mm-hmm. But the draft rules this year, I don't know whether I had this wrong yesterday or whether I even went down this path, but the draft rules are the top, the worst 11 teams mm-hmm. can win the first overall pick. You can only move up 10 spots if you win the draft lottery. Right. That's the maximum number of spots you can move up is 10. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking only the bottom three had a chance for the first overall pick, but that was uh, in the past. So if you're 11th or worse, mm-hmm. you have a chance of winning the draft lottery. Right. That opens up a whole new... Like, I was already in to tank if I was bottom three. <laughs> if you have a chance to finish inside the bottom 11, mm-hmm. I'm making that decision the end of January. And I'm not even getting near the trade deadline. I'm making that decision the first month of this year. And I am, if I'm on the wrong side of thinking I can make a run at it, I am tanking because every place that you fall down, you increase your odds of winning the draft lottery. So you don't even have to be the bottom of the barrel to be in this thing. No, no, you don't have to be bottom of the barrel, but be 22nd uh, and you can be involved. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Um, anyway, I, 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 you know how I feel about. I know Taka was the same way. The as Buffalo you, you Sabers. Thought, he, like, th- he thought you got to make a push, and I'm not. I'm not as big on playing meaningful games because you think you can play meaningful games, even though they're not really meaningful games. But if you've got a re- if, you- if you've got a realistic chance, and he said he said eight eight points. Like eight points is in two weeks. You can if you go on a run, you can make up significant ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I look at it in a in a very simple way. Like I think that there are some teams that need to take a step this year, and then there are other teams that need to define what it is they are. And a lot of that has to do with rebuilding. We've talked at length about the Philadelphia Flyers. It's not a good team. They are in desperate need of a player like Connor Bedard. I would also make the argument that the Nashville Predators could be an absolute boon for the NHL if they had a player like Connor Bedard. If they were were less than mediocre for just one season. If if Nashville just put it right in the tank right now. Yeah. You get Connor Bedard, all of a sudden, you're not a team that sneaks in as an 8 seed and eh, we'll see what you're happens. You're speaking my language now. You're speaking my language. But, but, but there you, are some teams that I think that that works, and then there are other teams I don't. I don't think that works for Buffalo. St. Louis down yes. right now in the overall standings. St. Louis down. Tank. If the draft lottery uh, occurred off these standings, mm-hmm. you would be in it. St. Louis, Nashville, Florida. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> win the President's <laughs> Trophy one year, yep. and then win the draft lottery Trade the next. for Taylor Hall. Vancouver. Didn't think they'd be into it. Philadelphia, Montreal, Arizona, San Jose, Columbus, mm-hmm. Anaheim, and mm-hmm. Chicago. But teams that we didn't think would be even close to being in this position. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, Nashville, Florida. Yeah, I And th- then Vancouver hoped they wouldn't be in this position. Philadelphia <sighs> were really hedging Don't their bet with me. On, on not being in this position. Yeah. And yeah. Columbus, I didn't think, would be in this position. 
But you're you're like not in on Columbus winning the lottery. You don't want to see that. I, I would rather Connor Bedard play in <laughs> Montreal than in Columbus. I'm yeah. nothing against the Columbus people, mm-hmm. oh, but I just look at that market, and I think he could. He would be, and I'm using Montreal as an example here. Sure. Well, I mean, he's not going to go to Toronto, right? So, like, the next big Canadian market is Montreal, right? Like that—that's going to be a big thing for for the Canadians if they were able to. Chicago, I think, would be awesome. Like Connor Bedard, max out on Connor Bedard's value. Chicago, yeah, yeah. Uh, Montreal, Philadelphia, Vancouver. I, I don't know about Philadelphia. Vancouver, uh, Philadelphia is a, a big time franchise. No, big no, time no, no, influence no, 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 no not the franchise. Hockey. I don't. No. I, I I made it very clear. I don't want Connor Bedard playing for John Torella. And he's and, from and, Vancouver, and correct? Yes. Okay, so that that would be awesome. Yeah, but like the Canucks might not have enough cap space for his entry level <laughs> yeah, deal. So that's true. <laughs> Got to pay JT Miller. You know what I mean? As he's. Whacking away at the crossbar, <laughs> yelling at his goalie. Oh, I'm so okay. proud of that joke. Okay, did you guys? Did I ever tell you? I never told you my my plan. Oh, what plan? On, on the JT Miller. We never talked about no, JT no, we didn't. Miller. We didn't. Oh uh, no. Okay, we'll do it on the other side of this break, and we'll tee up hour number two. But I have a plan <laughs> to get rid of any confusion, and near the end of a third period when it's a close game, and the team trying to catch up is organizing itself. All right, Uh, I'll get into that and uh, a whole lot more on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I could be in the worst mood. I hear this song. I am going. I am ready to go. But I didn't need this song right now to be going and on top of the moon. So mad. Yep. You know what? This is why I didn't gloat. Oh, you had nothing to this, gloat about. You were why, down to nothing. It's why I didn't uh, didn't come back at you with all kinds of stuff. I just went, chill out. Just be good. It's yeah, a long game. All right, Aaron Rodgers. a three-period three game. Just relax. Uh, great performance. Great performance by Zach Dean on a cross-crease pass. The VGK draft pick sets up the go-ahead goal for Team Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championship in the semifinal. And things got a little quiet around the studio. They didn't get quiet. They got, got belligerent. Yeah, someone was, someone was kind of yelling and throwing things. Screaming. Yeah. What are you talking about? Doing quiet. Moonwalk. I was doing my... my what was the dance that I was doing the, the other dance? day? The gritty yeah. dance. You, why did, why did you give him the answer? <laughs> Do you have any idea how much gold it would have been for Darren to search for the answer? Gritty. Gritty. I'm going to... Is is it TT or is it DD? Like gritty. Gr- no, no, no. Or is like, it gritty? No, gritty is the mascot in Philadelphia. Yeah. Gritty, G-R-I-D-D-Y, is Actually, the dance. you know what I, I initially thought? Was that the gritty dance came from gritty? From came from gritty. Yeah, I, I don't did. think I don't think gritty could move that way. I he's pretty good. It's better than I thought he would be. I didn't think that thing was going to last more than a day and a half when it was launched, and now it's been oh come on uh, a pretty That's amazing fun. spectacle in the national. It's no chance. Trust me on that. I had some uh, secret creamy uh, chance tracks ice cream today. Oh, did you with Nick Waugh? We did uh, the scoop. Yep. Remember we. Riley Smith and I did the sure. scoop yeah, yeah, a while ago, yeah. uh, and and Nick Juan and I did the scoop today. He was um, 
He was very competitive. Let's just put it in, that way. In finishing the ice cream? No. Competitive mm. in trying to get some time to eat the ice cream. Oh, yeah. He felt like uh, I was making him talk too much. Sure. Well, during it, which was right. But it was an interview. Fair. It's yeah. an interview, and yeah. I'm trying to ask questions. Mm -hmm. But then Nick was more judgmental than I thought he would be. Well, I mean. Because at the end. Yeah. He looked at my bowl yeah. from Secret Creamery and mm -hmm. then looked at his and went, you you ate a lot. Very judgmental Well, on the way I put away the ice cream. Well, he should be with you. But guess who, because Nick had to go for lunch, so he had half his ice cream. Okay, here we go. Guess who got the uh, end of the uh, ice cream? I'll tell you in hour number two in the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Another controversy from the scoop.